<laughs> All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> Welcome to Rattleship. I am your host, Zach Shipley, with my other host, Sarah Rattle. And uh, we're, we're my back. other host, <laughs> the other host, I don't know, we're not, not co-hosts. We're just, we're hosts in common. Uh, <laughs> partner hosts, partner hosts, sister hey, hosts. partner. Yes. <laughs> we're sister hosts. <laughs> <Sister> host. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, last week we talked a bit about like, uh, you know, protecting our energy and protecting ourselves and like getting enough sleep and making healthy choices for ourselves. And we started to go down this rabbit hole that would, um, that would probably take another hour or so. And so I, I had the foresight to say like, no, let's save this for the next week. And just, and now we have the top for next week. So I say just, you know, if you listen last week, just know we're going to get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about food. Food oh. for letter word. Food is a four letter word that starts with F for sure. Um, and it's not the most dangerous four letter word. Or, or, or I think it is the most dangerous four letter word that starts with F. <laughs> oh my God. People are um, very opinionated about food. So let's yeah. take this one cautiously. Yeah. So, well, I would say take it cautiously, but I'm, but I'm not going to, um, uh, I'm not going to hide anything. And I don't think you should either. And, and we're not coming from a place of judgment around anybody either you have to do what's right for you and what what fits in with your belief system and your morals and and uh and if your belief system informs you or if you feel a contradiction then it's time to uh then it may be time to make decisions around uh around your around your diet uh, yeah if you have a religious belief that tells you not mm-hmm. to eat yeast on a certain day like mm-hmm. you know then you don't eat it yeah, t- just I mean, I'm just going to be perfectly honest here. It's, t- today was Good Friday and I had a hamburger. Probably not, you know, the best. Probably <laughs> a not butter best. burger on top of it. <laughs> a butter burger from, from Culver's. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Probably not the best thing to do. Um, but uh, I would say the Catholicism is is, is pretty well uh, uh, dried up on, on, on my. <laughs> 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 we're, we're 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 kind of out of the woods, um, but. Uh, but that, that, so that I, but again, I don't, I don't cast judgment on anyone around that. I hope no one uh, casts judgment on me. Um, but just to talk about, talk about food. Like, so I alluded in the last episode that I stopped eating after 7 PM. And this is a habit that I built to make a healthier choice for myself to like, because I thought there's no healthy choice that gets made after dinner. Yeah. Yes. You can you can have, like I wouldn't say like dessert is inherently bad or having a snack or candy or whatever is inherently bad, but like I since I usually eat dinner around five o'clock five thirty, if if it's seven seven thirty early bird dinner, yeah if 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 it's if it's eight o'clock at night there's no chance I'm making a healthy choice there I'm like it's definitely going to be like like as healthy as it could possibly get is like chips and salsa you know <laughs> which is a vegetable you know in a roundabout way. It's not the worst snack you can have, but it's like, it's still like, it's so much salt. It's like, it's not good. And, and usually it was worse than that. It was cookies. It was candy. It was a, a lot of sugar, a lot of salt. Uh, so, so I made this choice to stop eating after seven and I have uh, pretty much, I've built the habit. I would say that um, I did uh, what we call a 66 day challenge. Mm-hmm. So you, the idea being, if you do something 66 days in a row, you've built the habit. 
And I hear it's 90 days to develop a habit. I'm, whatever it is, whether it's 60 or 90 or whatever, like I started this in January and here we are in April. And I would, and with the exception of when I was out of town and therefore did not have access to a regular schedule. Like, so like with those one night, eight dinner, like nine o'clock at night, because I was at a work conference, we didn't get out until late and, you know, we're, the restaurants were all, were all packed. And so like, I don't consider that like breaking the habit. I consider it like, well, I just didn't eat dinner until then. And I didn't have anything to eat afterwards. But were you, know? you sitting in front of a sign that said it's five o'clock somewhere? <laughs> no, but, uh, but, the, but we, we did try to play the central time rule. Cause I, I, cause I was, I was East coast time and I was like, and I was going like, well, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's eight o'clock now, but it's seven o'clock central. So I'm okay. Um, but, but really I was just playing, kind of playing, playing with myself, but, but, you know, when I'm home, when I'm doing my normal schedule, like I am like, you know, 49, 50 weeks out of the year, I think I've successfully gotten to this point where I don't eat after seven o'clock. And if I do, it's because I make it made a choice to have that. And I, and I'm, I'm not idly doing it. I'm doing it with, because like, you know, it's someone's birthday. We're having cake. Someone's you know, got a gun to your head and they're like, a, eat. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm threatened <laughs> or, uh, or it's a special occasion. Um, so I, I'm, I'm doing things because I, because I want to do them, not because I'm just like idle. So I don't idly snack at all. So like, so I would say like, like even now, like well into this habit, I have had very few days that I've slipped off of it. And why don't you report to the audience how that's been making you feel with this earlier eating habit? Well, I've, I've definitely, um, you know, that combined with uh, more exercise, I am definitely, I've definitely lost weight. Hey, um, in the, in the, in the, in the right way. Um, so I don't want to like, I don't want to. Uh, that to, liver to, is uh, looking lean. Yeah, my, my liver is looking look, looking lean. Um, I've still got a gut, and but also like I'm a man over forty. And like the idea of losing the gut is, uh, is nearly impossible. Um, my doctor is very thin and like, he's been, he's also like my same height. Um, and he said like, uh, this is like my primary care doctor. Um, and I remember when, when I was first talking to him about, about the, about the fatty liver thing and like trying to lose weight and everything else, he was, he's, I, he was like, your ideal weight should be like more like this. And he's and, mm. you know, I'm like, and he kind of like pointed to himself. He body shamed you. He did body shame me a little bit, but also like, I think there's a halfway point between where he's at, and where I was at. Cause at yeah. the time I was up yeah, again, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm nothing if not honest on the show. I was two fifty at the time I was having this conversation. with. Nobody him. knows what that means. Are you like seven feet tall? No, I'm six, two. So for reference at two fifty, and I hadn't stepped on scale in a while. Like I went to the doctor and like, they were like, I like, I looked at him like, are you sh-? like, and did I have like, did I have like a weight in my pocket? It was like, is my, how, how much, this is a big phone. How much does the phone weigh? Let me set that aside. I was wearing shoes. The shoes are five pounds each at least. But yeah, I got on the, I got on the scale when I was 250 and that is 30 pounds heavier than I thought I was. Wow. And, and, and at least like 25 pounds heavier than I, and you than hadn't I had to I'd move up been. any clothes sizes. I hadn't worn because here we are in pandemic times. I hadn't worn dress dress um, dress clothes in a while. Oh, everything was just like elastic, and so you were like in the same yeah. sweats, and you were didn't even realize you needed like yeah, like sizes. And worn and worn slacks or khakis or whatever mm. in, in, in a while. Jeans st- still 
Um, still, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is this is terrible for for the, for the audio listeners, but as you can see, like I'm I'm, I'm showing Sarah now. Profile. I've I've got the gut, but also you notice like my waist is like still here, like it's all like above the belt line. What that's does that matter? My, that's my my pants still fit. Oh God, I still got have a 36 it. inch waist <laughs> no matter what. So like even when I gained a bunch of weight, I still had like a 36 inch waist. Yeah, it's a little tighter, um, but like pants still fit. I didn't have to buy anything new. Um, now. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, I have, I have lost a couple inches on the, on the weight and I, and I am like tightening up my, my belt a little, a little bit more. So, so those pants are, are a little looser. Um, so it's a work in progress, but I, I am, I, the last time I got on scale was 221. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like down back closer to like my normal weight, but I don't consider weight to be, um, like the goal because I, what I'm trying to do is trying to, uh, feel better and look better. And these things are very subjective and it's not something you can put a number on. Um, so I feel better and I look better. I'm, I'm making progress in the, in the two places that I, that, that, that I think are important. Um, because, because I'm exercising more, I'm, uh, I'm, and, and eating less, I'm able to like get on a treadmill and run faster than I've ever run before. And that's, so- that's a weird thing to say at, at, at an age when, you know, when, when you're like 15, you think 40 is like close to dead. And so, so to be 42 and be like, I'm in better shape than I was when I was 15. That's nuts. And so what does your doctor say? Or have you had a chance to see him yet? I haven't been, I haven't been back to my regular doctor, uh, for a real checkup in a while. I think, I think our men next one's like in June. So now you're going to um, f- like flaunt your 36 yeah. waist and be like, Hey, yeah. how you like them apples? doctor? Yeah, cause, Cause when I get the, when I get the, the, the medication refills, it's always with the nurse. I don't have to, I don't have to see him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm going to be like. I, I, I they're going to be able to put, to have to have me stand on the thing and be like, oh, you're, you're now like 215 or 220 or whatever. Um, and my, my body mass is just going to be, it's going to be different. Cause I'm also like, again, like working out, I'm trying to like build up and it's cliche muscle weighs more than fat. So like, so I'm not expecting the number to go down. I'm not expecting it to go up either. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bodybuilding. I'm just trying to like. I'm just trying to redistribute the weight. So if I, whatever I lose in my gut, I want to put on and, and like my arms and my legs where like, you know, where I have, like, when I have a, uh, where I, where if you have like, and if you have an extra inch here, it's impressive. <laughs> if so, you're pointing to my arm. <laughs> so you're crediting your kind of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. What about choices of food? Has, has that altered at all? Choices of food um, has definitely, has definitely altered. Um, so I will have, uh, more like vegetable and fruit snacks. Um, so like, like I, I'm not a big breakfast eater in the first place, but a lot of times now my breakfast is just a banana. Um, lunches are things like, uh, are things like, uh, yeah, I'll have the microwave meal, but I will have very light lunches and then usually, usually a, um, usually an okay dinner, but even the dinner, um, I do a butter burger. <laughs> the, 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 hey, it's the, like my, it's my good kids, Friday. <laughs> my my kids like Culver's. You know what? We had a gift card. What do you, what do you want out of it? Um, uh, but 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 yeah, most most nights when I'm making dinner for myself, you know, I I, I have my favorites. I like having you know Mexican food, tacos, burritos, oh, stuff, so stuff like that. But like you can, yeah, you know, I get low carb tortillas. 
and you know, I, I tend to load it down with more of the lettuce and, and, uh, and, and, to, and tomatoes and even things like cauliflower rice. Mm-hmm. Um, cauliflower is a disgusting vegetable because there's almost no flavor to it. So if you eat it by itself, not that great. However, because it has almost no flavor to it, you can put anything you want on it and now oh, it yeah. tastes like that. So as long as you make an okay choice around like what sauces or spices you use around it, cauliflower is an amazing substitute for almost Love anything. It. And so I've I so cauliflower rice by itself is kind of gross, but if I but if I pair that with like with some cumin or some ginger or whatever, like and then I mix it in with with some other like stir fry vegetables, suddenly it's a pretty good meal. Mm-hmm. And it it's filling and also you know, I don't want to get into like the whole like you know South Beach Atkins low carb diet, whatever. But it does work. You don't need as much carbs as you probably normally consume in a day. When I say you, I, I mean like the the audience you. Uh, just assuming that the vast majority of people are eating burger burgers every single day <laughs> on the daily. <laughs> you know, um, but that's uh so that that's so that that's that's where I'm at right now. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give stuff up if I don't have to. And I certainly think that, um, that while there's foods that, that are bad for you, I feel like almost nothing is, is so bad that you can't just have it in moderation. You know, like if you have candy, just don't eat a ton of candy, have like a piece. Oh, I have having, it for dinner sometimes. <laughs> if, you have, if you're having cake, if you're having cookies, whatever, eat it like too. That, that's the time. That's the time to have, you know, when, when, with, when there's celebrations or whatever, you can't just like make the, you can't make the the brownie batter and then just eat the brownie batter without baking it. <laughs> you got it. It's almost 420. Don't even talk about brownies without thinking about eating the batter. Yeah. Um, well, so what, what about you? What, 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 where do you, where do you, where do you reside on the, on the healthy eating scale? How do you feel about what you eat? I feel good, honestly. So I'm the type of person who, as a child, was very, very uncomfortable seeing meat on my plate. I saw like the juice from the meat and I immediately asked my mom whether it was blood and she denied it. And it's, of course, like some of that juice is blood. So from a very early age, I was super uncomfortable eating meat. I stopped eating. um, I stopped eating meat when I was probably 12 because I was training in Taekwondo competitively. And I read an article in Taekwondo times, which was an actual magazine I was subscribed to that said that, um, that Taekwondo athletes who were like elite athletes didn't eat red meat. So I dropped red meat out of my diet. And shortly thereafter, I dropped, um, all other meats like fish and chicken, all that jazz, anything that's a meat, I dropped it. Then fast forward to like when I was about 16 or so, 16, 17, I have a really good friend who's in Milwaukee now from my hometown, uh, Matt, who introduced me to being vegan and Matt uh, I credit Matt and anybody else who I've been able to introduce to being vegan is all thanks to Matt. And um, I started to eat vegan, you know, as a teenager and like back then it was like ancient history. It feels like, but let me just say like being vegan then was not known um, particularly in Wisconsin. It was like absolutely sacrilegious. In fact, um, I was looking at this photo I just pulled up. My uncle, who's in Oakdale, Wisconsin, bought a sticker that says vegetarian, old Indian word for bad hunter. And it's got Mm -hmm. a jumping deer on it. 
I mean, he's like a, he's like a big time, like deer hunter. And mm. um, so I was always kind of like, you know, the person who was like kind of the exception to the whatever meal rule and not because it was like, I was like trying to be different or anything. It was just because I felt really uncomfortable about having a dead animal on my plate. I always, I just always made that connection around like a dead animal. It just really made me very uncomfortable. So being vegan was like not a huge leap, although in Wisconsin back then it was like the mm-hmm. meat and dairy thing in Wisconsin is it's like, just like drinking beer. It's a religion in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, um, so it was really tough. And I can remember my first Thanksgiving, my mom, she was like, we made, we bought a tofurkey. Like my first Thanksgiving as a vegan, we bought a tofurkey when they were like really tough to come by. We had to like go to like a co-op in Madison or something like that to even get a damn tofurkey. Um, so it was like pretty weird. My mom thought it was kind of funny though. And, um, uh, and I just remember it was just like awful, but it was like still the principle of not having a dead animal on our plates. So like really felt good to do that, to have like a holiday and not have like a dead animal on our plates. So, um, for me, it's always kind of been about like, uh, an ethical thing with like the choice of food. Um, there naturally, if, if anybody's paying attention to being vegan, like there's a boatload of health reasons and environmental reasons to like Mm -hmm. adopt a vegan diet. Um, but I don't think that's why people, if, if people choose to change their diet, whether it's vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, whatever, like, I don't think it's going to be about health necessarily or environmental reasons. Usually people who stick with it for the long haul are people who kind of make this more ethical connection around like, like the, the animals dying as a result of having a sandwich. Like to me, that's not a justifiable reason to, to um, take a a living beings life is to, because I have like a taste for a a sandwich. Um, That's just not enough for me. Um, And I, I feel like I'm kind of coming off like what most vegans probably come off as is self-righteousy. And that's not at all where it's coming from. It's like, um, it's just like a, a very uncomfortable place. It's just, I don't feel right about taking animals lives or any, any life, any living being. I'm not trying to take his life. I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I, and I, 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 I hope that most of the people listening, if not all the people listening, understand that you are not trying to like guilt anybody, no. but you are raising the question that like, if you have this ethical thing, you know, you have to, you have to act on, you have to like, you have to examine where your food comes from and whether or not you're comfortable with it. If you're comfortable with it, then like, fine, that's who you are. And you're probably not going to change unless like some, unless something major changes with you. But as you mentioned early on, like, you know, from a young age, you were uncomfortable with it and you ask questions about where your food came from. And that's, um, and so that, that's what led you down this path. And it's made you more comfortable with eating. It made you more comfortable with the food you you consume um, as as a result of this. I mean, is that that correct? Yeah, yeah. And I just needed to add that, like, I'm just just realizing, too, like, this goes way, way back for me. Like, my aunt and uncle, who are in uh, Tomo, Wisconsin, right by Oakdale, Mm -hmm. they used to have a dairy farm. And, um, like, I just remember all of these cows, you know, and they were not in bad condition, like, their farm was not big. It was, mm-hmm. um, not like one of these giant ones, but still like, I just remember the animals just, just 
like they were there to be raised for dairy, for milking and mm. the bait in order to milk a cow, you first have to impregnate a cow and then take the baby away. So it doesn't drink the mom's milk. It's like, it's just sad. So that experience, I think also lent itself to like my awareness around where the food was coming from and dairy mm. being part of that. It was just, it just wasn't for me, but it was just an awareness I had very early in life. And um, honestly, like, it is still so mind boggling how much more available options there are to be a vegan today than there were when Matt first introduced me to it. Like I remember him and I making like some peanut butter chocolate chip cookies once, which we mm-hmm. felt like was like such an awesome win. Um, when like there were no, <laughs> there was like hardly anything available to make chocolate chips from that was vegan. So like when we made chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter, chocolate chip cookies way back then, it was like a freaking miracle but today there's like, you could get chocolate chips, no milk, nothing. It's just, it's so much more easy to be a vegan today than it was when I was first introduced to it. Um, it's it uh, that never ceases to amaze me how amazing it is to like all these different like milks that are not, not from cows. It's, it's incredible. I have a dairy allergy, so I don't have the choice of, you know, of stopping the, the, you know, consumption of dairy, cheese, milk, et cetera. Uh, I just, I've just, I've always been like that. I can't, my body is, is allergic to, to, to dairy. I can't have cheese. I can't have milk. I can't have any, any of that stuff ever. Um, so I've always explored like vegetarian options and like dairy free options. Um, even, even without that, even without that element. Um, and, when you step back and you try and you think of, think about it, it's like it is a little weird that you milk a cow. <laughs> um, it's very sad. It's sad. Um, I mean, I, I guess just my my million dollar idea is that is to, to make is to freaking just get some people to volunteer to make you know human milk. I think that'd be a lot healthier. That sounds for horrible. Us. <laughs> that sounds freaking <laughs> disgusting. I'm I'm cool with milk in the nuts. How about that? Like every yeah. plant that can be milked, let's milk that one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I, I think I think that's a. Uh, I and I've had like a lot of like the the coconut milks and so I, I I personally like coconut milk a lot. It does have kind of like even if you get like the unsweetened kind, it's still like it still has like a little bit of coconut taste. So you can't like make it with everything, <laughs> but like. When it's a when it's like a like a dessert recipe, like the coconut sweetness, like helps. I like I think I think it works well with like cakes and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, and so, so that yeah, I, I I I like vegan options, even without being like vegan myself, just because I know, I know with 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 my dairy allergy being as severe as it is, like a vegan option is safe. Like I don't have to worry about like about anything going wrong in that plate. Uh, we went to a vegan restaurant and it was like, okay, I can order anything I want here. I don't have to tell them to like not put something on here or whatever. Cause it's, it's, it, this, this place is totally safe. What was the place um, called? I forget. It was the beer line cafe. Oh, that place is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and certainly like the, the idea has crossed my mind of like lowering my intake. And, and I, I'm, this is like one of these things where like I'm, I'm a work in progress. I like it on, on principle. I agree with you. You know, I'm on board with almost everything you say, but I still have like these urges 
and these habits I built up over decades and it's not something easy to turn off. For sure. If you make it just d- make a decision at like, you know, age 10, age 12, whatever you were. Yeah. Yeah. I was then, very young. I was really disturbed by the whole thing. I was probably under much, 10. <laughs> yeah. That's much easier to go like, well, for, like, especially for you at this point, you'd be like, well, I've been doing this longer than I was the other way. So like it for you, for you, uh, even, even if your perspective changed tomorrow, it will be so much harder for you to get into habit of, of doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I can't um, imagine. I literally could never imagine having like a piece of meat ever again. It's like, it, it kind of makes me want to puke when I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I'm I'm trying to be a better person, and I'm trying to uh, <laughs> trying to, to to cut back as much as, as as much as I can. But it's tough. It's tough, especially when like there's. <coughs> I don't um, think that being a better person equals not eating meat or dairy. I I respectfully say that that's not uh, what makes you a better person. So when I say <laughs> it, I'm not saying that I'm trying to be a better person, and to to do that. Um, because even though I just said like, you're not trying to shame anybody, but like, I still feel like, I feel yeah. like, and it's not, it's not because you're coming off as holier than thou or trying to shame me or something like that. But like, I recognize that, like, I don't disagree with anything you just said. And so how can I sit here and say like, well, I still like hamburgers, you know? Cause <laughs> if you do, you do like, and listen, like Culver's do. has a market, like, and they stick yeah. butter on the damn burger. And honestly, not... people who I want to bring to Wisconsin, I want them to try the damn butter burger. Cause I know people love it. But mm. like, for me, that's just not like for me, it's just yeah. sad to me. Every once in a while, I will have a really good, um, like, like a vegetarian or vegan substitute for something. And I think to myself, like, this is something I, I really, if I tried hard enough, I could stick with it. And I think when talking about the idea of like, uh, of, uh, of self-improvement and talking about the idea of, of me trying to get better as a person, um, stay healthier. Um, cause here's the secret of, uh, of any progress you make in your life. And, uh, if you're driving, this is the time to pull over to the side of the road and get out a piece of paper and a pen and write this down um or you know pause the show if you have to until you pull over okay so now you've done this um if you are successful at anything um and then you try to do it do it like again the next year it's gonna be it's you're gonna work harder towards it to get the same result and so to get better at it you have to work even harder than you did the first time so and so Let me is, just also just say, you have a sign immediately behind you that says, do less. <laughs> the irony is rich. Go on. Yeah. Does everybody have that written down? That very it's, it's a, <laughs> profound it's a do less, stop dividing your attention. Um, <laughs> and so, so, so what I mean is like, if you, if you, uh, and I think this actually kind of go, go, goes, goes hand in hand. If you, if you're, if you divide your attention and you're, and you're not focused on your goals, it's going to be that much harder to, to hit it. And so I am really off on a tangent here. Um, <laughs> but my idea is that if, if I, um, that it's not just exercise, that's going to get me into the healthier spot that I want to be. And it's not just eating better. That's going to get me the healthier spot going to be. And I can certainly start with exercise. I can start with eating, but in order to get me to where I really want to go, I have to exercise more and I have to eat even better than I'm doing now because I I'm, 
I'm starting to plateau where I'm at presently. You know, what I'm so like what I got like I mentioned I got down to like 221. Sure. Like I've been like waffling between like 220 and 224 for like three months. All right. I it's like so I I've hit I've hit a level where I'm not I'm not I'm not really going any lower. And you know, depending on what time of day you weigh yourself, you know, depending on what what uh on, on whether you did have like a big meal or you didn't work out that day or whatever happened, you know, it, it, there's going to be some fluctuations, but I haven't like made significant progress in a while. So that, that's the time when I need to start going, okay, if I'm going to go further, if I'm going to take, you know, seconds off my mile, if I'm going to add weight to, uh, to, 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 to my lifting, if I'm going to take and take another inch off my waist, I have to do more than what I'm doing presently. And so that, that's, that's, that's all I'm getting at. And so like, to say like that making like a choice to even just give up meat entirely for a week. Do, a do it for a meal. Don't do it for Perfect. like to me, yeah. any changes can be implemented very small in small ways. Sometimes doing things too drastically yeah. it causes people to kind of go from one extreme to another. So it mm-hmm. just, it, if you're looking to make an adjustment and, and that happens to be like an adjustment around taking meat or dairy out of your, your typical day, like just start with one meal and just make small yeah. changes. There are some meals that it's like really easy to just go like totally like vegetarian or vegan or whatever. Totally. Uh, spaghetti, spaghetti with sauce. You don't need a meatball. Spaghetti sauce is already good. Dude, I have meatballs in my freezer. It's or, That's what I mean about like being vegan today in 2022. Yeah. It's a breeze. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and that's the other part I should, I should really, really think about. I, I, I uh, dated a vegetarian for a while. And so I, I made a lot of like meatless meals and found a lot of substitutes and stuff like that. But like, eh, that was a long time ago. And we, uh, we, and I, I, I slipped out of it pretty quickly when I was no longer in that, uh, no, no longer in that relationship, when I no longer had someone else to kind of hold me accountable. Let me just say, like, for anyone who's a man listening to this podcast, if you adopt a vegetarian or vegan diet, do you have any idea how many more women are available to you? It's ridiculous. Do you do you really think that's um, that's what is going to make a guy more attractive? Absolutely. I mean, like, absolutely. It's like really, there are, I don't know the stats, but there are so many more women to men in the vegetarian or vegan life. It's, it's like, it's like six to one. It's something crazy. So if, if there's a man who's interested in meeting more women, just be open to trying something different with your food choices and you will find yourself amongst a lot of women and arguably very attractive women. So if I, um, if, if I understand this properly, um, you know, if this is true, then the opposite must also be true. If, 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 if you are a man listening to this and you're gay, it should be like meat city party time all the time. If that way you can be more attractive to other men. Cause it was that, is that, <laughs> I think that's a club in Chicago. (laughs) Meat city, meat city party time. Yeah. Um, 
I think that men uh, who I was trying are trying to say sausage party, the game has meat city party. Well, that's so. actually the club in Milwaukee. Um, you know, they they right after they run the bases at uh, American Family Center or whatever that's called, formerly Miller Park, like they they go party there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that men who like men, I, I I don't have too many men who like like I don't have too many men like that like men in my life who are. I do. I just am not as close to them. So I don't know what their food choices are necessarily, but um, I don't, I have no idea. That's not my circle. Well, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's not enough, not for, I mean, without either of us, uh, you know, having, having that in our circle or, or, or in our personal lifestyle. um, The only thing we can really do is, is is, is speculate, I suppose. (laughs) We'll have to have uh, we'll have to have other walks of life on to talk about their uh, other p- people with other sexual preferences to talk about their their dieting and how they would uh, how, how they use uh, their food choices to attract a mate. My I have a good friend whose brother is married to a man, and um, I think he's I think he he eats vegan, but I'm not sure. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong. I have no idea because he's my friend's brother, so I don't really know him as well as I know my friend. You know, it occurs to me, I was trying to think about like, who do I know that's a vegetarian or who's a vegan? And I, I mean, I know you and I know like almost no one else. And it's not because I don't know anybody else who's, who's, who's a vegan or vegetarian, but I don't know anyone else's eating habits. Yeah. Because so, it's like, not really publicly like, why would people bother to tell people, "Hey, I'm a whatever." There's probably a lot of people. Who, there's probably a lot of people I know who are vegetarian or vegan or or, or have like you know uh, lots of. That I mostly end up talking to people who have dietary restrictions because we find ourselves disgusted at um, at uh, events from work where like they bring in lunch for everybody and like it's all these sandwiches and like do you want my cheese? You know, it's like, it's, it's like there's, there's, there's like one of the person I know at work. Actually, there's two people I know who, who don't do dairy at all. Um, one, because she finds it disgusting. She wanted to, and the, another guy who's, who's allergic like me. Yeah. And so like, and so like, so, so, so the three of us were like, whatever there's a, uh, whatever they, they order lunch for the office. Like we're the first ones to go, not pizza. You know, please don't get pizza <laughs> because like, Pizza's the thing that will feed most people, but will leave us hungry. It's like we're not gonna, we're not going to eat the celery sticks and the carrots, okay? We need something more Call substantial. That it's fine. I mean, it's it's fine to have like ha- have that as a side with something, but it's not a substitute. It's not for the main course, and I don't want to just sit here and eat uh, lettuce either. <laughs> you know, just a quick public service announcement: that dairy allergy for people who don't know is a lot more common than people might be aware of. So, I so think it's super common now, I think it's probably more common and maybe it's been common the whole time, but like I, you talk about like there being so many more vegan options. Oh, I remember there was like vanilla tofu ice cream when I was a kid. That was beautiful. It. Now you can get like Ben and Jerry's non-dairy. I got them. They've got like six of them in our freezer. Exactly. You got like 20 some flavors. They're like converting every single flavor into like an almond milk version. Yeah, and they're all ridiculous. good. Like, and also like the, all the grocery stores have, have like their house brands or whatever. They're thought like, they're all the, they're like five or six different, like you can get that stuff at target now. It's and amazing. The target stuff is good. 
It's amazing. It is really amazing. I mean, the fact that there are like so many restaurants that are just straight up vegan, or at least even mm-hmm. offer a couple dishes that are both like yeah. omnivore and vegan Taylor, you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's just a lot more that's available. It's, it's rather, it's rather amazing. It's 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 nice to see like a little V on the menu, you know, and you just, you just know like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, so I just wanted to like mention like that dairy allergy is super, super common. And like some people don't know that they have it and dairy can actually cause seasonal allergies. Like it can cause a, con- a lot of different allergies show up for people um, because of dairy. And it's very, it's, some of it is not super obvious. Like I never would have guessed like seasonal allergies could be spurred from dairy. So just, you know, like just pay attention. If that's something that you experience, consider altering your diet, see if you feel any better. And, and if it happens to work for you, then welcome to the vegan club or at least the vegan choice club. I think it's a great place to, to wrap up and just kind of leave everybody with that, with that, with that thought, you know, this it's, it's never too late or too early to evaluate your menu and think about like what you're eating, whether this is actually good for you or making you feel better and uh and is there is there a responsible uh alternative that you can explore uh for these things and experiment like like you said you know i i I, i'm i'm fully on board with 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 this idea i'm glad we had this conversation um it's not because it's not because we did on the podcast but i'm thinking to myself if i did this um if we just had this conversation on the phone i'd feel the same way going like you know what you're right i i could just give up I just have like a meatless Monday or like a vegetarian meal or like, just have like, there's like one day a week where I just go like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to, I, I, I'm going to make a conscious choice about what I, what I eat today. I make a conscious choice about what I eat at every meal anyway. You know, it's not like I'm just eating whatever's lying on the ground. I'm not some like, like video game characters just eating the, the <laughs> but if the there's chicken. a coupon to Culver's at play, <laughs> <laughs> It's different for my kids, but even, even my kids, like, like there's a lot of meat and stuff that like my daughter won't eat and stuff that my, my stuff that my, my son won't eat. And some of it, I, I just chalk up them being kids and picky eaters, but also like, you know, sometimes they go like ham, ew, you know, <laughs> like, they, they, like I, I, I see it, I see it in their eyes, you know, <laughs> but, um, and, uh, and if about- I, if, I'm sure if I start feeding them like the, 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 the chicken nuggets instead of chicken nuggets, they would probably, they would just think it's a different brand, but if (laughs) that's my favorite, honestly, that is one of my favorite things is like turning kids on to things that are like, Mm -hmm. that are vegan that they don't even realize. And then they're like, Oh, this is really good. And it's like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, cause it happens to be vegan. And then they're like, Oh my God, it's, that's one of my absolute fa- like delighted moments is to turn kids who think that they're not going to like something onto something that they like. It's really, and it doesn't have to necessarily be vegan, even if it's like a plate of spinach or whatever, like it's cool to like turn, turn kids like to surprise them with what it is that they expect to be disgusting. turns out that they like it. If you think that uh, feeding kids vegan is impossible, just remember peanut butter and jelly sandwiches vegan. Boom. French fries. How are you doing? French fries are vegan with ketchup even, <laughs> you know? And don't forget, there's a bunch of hot ladies who are also vegetarian and vegan. You really want to get me in trouble with this show, don't you? So. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just more like, I feel like I'm trying to do a, another public service for maybe single guys out there. Just so you know, a lot of single ladies who are not eating meat. 
so okay. to speak. And, and so I'd just like to remind our audience that uh, Sarah is single and she enjoys vegetarian or, or vegan men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or at least who are open to eating right. vegan. All right. Uh, you can you can uh, visit rattleship.com for, for old episodes and uh, be sure to share the show with your friends. But do not go into Sarah's DMs. I mean, if you do, I'll talk to you. It's fine. Okay, but well, don't go into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot of creepers in there lately. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. <laughs> so th- thank you once again for, for another great uh, discussion, Sarah. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks. Bon appetit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>